It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, we're the defective characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. The James opinions here. are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with pride in episode 48 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Hey, boys. Talk about some pride. Like, like Why do you, hey, hold on, hold on a second. I, I want, I want to say this. I'm very proud to be doing this podcast with you guys. And I, one of the favorite things is, so we get together. We're still in separate studios right now uh, since Dennis is, uh, I guess, cat-sitting. Yeah. We're in a, uh, a member of our uh, fellowship. He, he's away so we're watching the the five cats. Have you learned anything about yourself in the last week, cat sitting, Dennis? No, I can't say. I've learned a lot about the cats, but myself, I already know. You haven't, to it. you haven't learned anything. No. We we did we did learn something just a minute ago. We were talking about a show that's coming back and our disappointment with other reboots that have happened. You wanna you wanna share with everybody? Well, we just saw that Ren and Stimpy is being rebooted for Comedy Central. And the first reaction is, yes, Ren and Stimpy, that's great. But then we, then yes. we brought up that, like, uh, like they kind of dropped the ball with DuckTales. You know, James, what do you think? Well, I, see, I was about to comment on that, and I never even got through an episode of DuckTales because it was just so foreign and different. I was like, this isn't what I grew up with. This isn't the Disney afternoon. But to be fair, I haven't given it um, a thorough viewing. So I'll have to get back to that. But uh, I love DuckTales. Well, yeah, I love the, like, Disney afternoon is what I grew up on. So yeah, like, Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Argoyles, Tailspin, Rescue Rangers. And... Yeah. What what gets me, though, about the new Disney shows, even with the Mickey Mouse cartoons, which I think, like, the stories of them and stuff are not bad, right? But what gets me is the character designs. You know, they're, like, so far... In- <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I- like, Disney, it's, Disney, um... like, prided themselves on, like, pioneering an- animation and a certain type of animation and a certain quality yeah. of it. And, like, the character designs have all, like kind of taken what like Cartoon Network did with like Dexter's Laboratory yeah. and like that style. Or Nickelodeon. Or Nickelodeon with like that style and like brought it to Disney when it should have been the other way around. You know, the quality has gone yeah, back. We like our just, Disney. Yeah. Disney needs to have a little more well, pride I mean, in their, just... their his, history of animation. I don't think they, I don't think they care as much anymore because they're all Marvel. Like Disney switched their focus the last couple of years to Marvel. Yeah, but if you look at if you look at outside of Disney television, which like granted they're different departments, right? They're different teams that are making these things. 
with their feature films, you know, they kept up a certain quality and character designs and stuff like that and story and everything else. Given it's mostly gone to like 3D animation, but we know, or at least I think we know, that like the Disney animation can be like the television animation can be made quality was still on budget kind of thing, you know, like they made all like most of those Disney afternoon cartoons in Australia at their studio there and stuff. So, you know, you could, I don't know. I just don't get it. It, It's, it's something, it's a decision that was made at the design level before they even get into the production of it in the animation of it. So I don't know. It's, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about Seth Rogen actually being a part of the teenage reboot that they're having he... the cartoon? Yeah, I just heard that. Oh, I did not hear that. So, so what, what, f- face what value, he like, he, he like producing? he's producing and he's also uh, co-writing. So okay. it's him and Evan and Goldberg. Goldberg yeah. Oh, so, I think that'll be great. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles has gone through so many reboots. It's I still like the original. So, the so original, that's, but, but that's what great, he's doing. He's doing the what, cartoon. Yeah, what's it's not great be about, about Seth Rogen doing it is you know this is a guy who grew up in that time period. This is a cartoon from his childhood. So he probably has a love for it. And then, yeah. you know, uh, Evan Goldberg and Seth Ro- Rogen as a team are quality they make good stuff you know so i i I think that's a good choice i'd love to see it yeah so and if it's it's kind of yeah it's kind of like dave filoni doing the mandalorian you know he he was such a fanboy for star wars that they gave him brains to do with john favreau the mandalorian and that just yeah and i i think i think that's a good point with the mandalorian on like what disney's doing right we're like with the movies, they seem to be getting things wrong, you know, like no diss on J.J. Uh, uh, J. J. Abrams or whatever, but his style and his movies with Star Wars, you know, get more criticism than they get praise, where Mandalorian is almost universally praised. And you can kind of tell that, like, John Favreau really loves the series. And so do all the directors that he's picking and the writers that he's picking are like, fanboys you know what i'm saying they know what this show means to them and they bring that and mandalorian is just a universally awesome show yeah so this this is what's on our mind you're (laughs) you're wondering if you you hit the button and you're like how does this have to do with pride this is just where we're at right now and uh you know it's a crazy time and i I think it's we were (laughs) rebranding as a like movie criticism show or something (laughs) Um, but how about this in the last week um you know each of us and then we'll jump into the topic uh what has what what have you been uh doing with your your free time uh james i'll go with you as far as like you watching anything uh doing meetings anything different the last week like uh where are you at just Um, a quick check-in well in the past couple of weeks i started going to a, a men's meeting and that's at seven o'clock every night, and that's been good. It's um, you get it's coast to coast participation, um, and it's kind of nice to have you know all men because they're a little more raw and real, and they say things that they normally wouldn't say with women present. Uh, there's a little swearing, um, a lot more swearing than my morning <laughs> meeting, 
But uh, it just makes me laugh, you know, because these guys and these guys are like eighty years old. And they're like f this, f that, right? talking about girls. I'm like, oh boy. But it's, it's <laughs> when they get down to the when they get down to the topics and recovery, they're it, it, they just bring it home, and it's very real. A lot of sobriety. Um, I started back work. Uh, it's been going good. I feel safe at work. Uh, they take a lot of uh, procedures. I I would um, relate it to maybe Disney, how well they do. Um, and as far as media, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. And I, I'm halfway through the Umbrella Academy. You've got to finish it, dude, so we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. That's where I'm at now. Nice. Dennis? I've been doing meetings, morning meetings and two night meetings in person, you know, wearing the mask and sanitizing and all that good stuff. Still small, still relatively small meetings, but intimate, good, you know, deeper. I like them. Um, entertainment, I binged watched Umbrella Academy in like two days. It's phenomenal. I think the second season's better than the first season. I just started a new show that I found on Netflix. By the way, we're not sponsored by any entertainment no, company no, at all. We're not. No um, money. I I started watching this show. It's from it's a Dutch show that's filmed in Amsterdam called Tune. And it's quirky and funny. It's hilarious. It's completely subtitled, but reading's good for you. But so I, that's what I'm watching now. And then Minecraft, I started playing Stoneblock 2, which is a modded Minecraft thing that I'm playing for like the fourth time. So that's all fun. Nice. And I am uh, putting one foot in front of the other. Um, just really uh, make it sure to, you know, uh, not to use a slogan, but to do that, do the next right thing as far as, you know, if you don't know, if you don't like where you're at, then the best thing to do is for me is action to to get stuff done. So just trying to get everything organized because I, since I'm moving uh, in uh, another couple weeks and uh, yeah, and just just having a good time with my daughter when I when I have her um, going to meetings when uh, I don't and reaching out to people. It's usually I love podcasts and uh, last weekend. I walked around. Oh, I'm also getting a uh, COVID-19 test every single week. Really? There's, a, there's a place that's right next to my work. Because every weekend that I can, um, I've been going to Disney and getting my steps in and listening to podcasts. So last weekend, I walked over 25 miles um, on Friday and Saturday around Disney and listened to, since I listened to podcasts on double speed, um, I listened to 60 hours of podcasts this past weekend uh, about things that I'm going through, some about sobriety. And what, are, what are some of the podcasts you listen to? Uh, a lot of uh, dad podcasts and lawyer podcasts. I'll be extremely honest. I just hit like uh, I didn't subscribe to any of them. I just went through and I clicked the ones that are relating to, you know, uh, uh, new dads and divorce and, and how to actually mentally get through it. I've been clicking those left and right and have so much knowledge. You know, the term knowledge is power, mm -hmm. you know, early in sobriety. Isn't that 
the truth for you, for you, you know, like you want to have a good life. You go into the rooms, you open up the big book, you listen to your sponsor and you actually have that. So it made me feel like a million bucks. Um, and you know, I like walking anyway, let alone when it's like 115 with the humidity in Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a good time. So I've been doing a lot of that and excited for, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to watch Umbrella Academy. You guys seem to uh, to swear by it. Oh, it's a phenomenal. It's show. superheroes. Yeah, superheroes. But yeah, there are a bunch of there are a bunch of. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Like misfits. misfits. There you go, misfit superheroes that have troubled past and they're trying to work through it. So yeah. it's it's relatable in a lot of ways. <laughs> So that's Indeed. that's where we're at. Uh, consider that segment one. Segment two, <laughs> the, the meat of uh, today's topic, which um, I actually found while I was YouTubing uh, Big Book and went through. And I don't know why I never actually put two and two together um, that pride. I don't know if I've actually sat in an open discussion like meeting where pride is talked about as a topic, but I wanted to bring it up to you guys. And who, who wants to, uh, to talk about it first? The question, why is pride dangerous to your recovery, James or Dennis? Sure, I'll okay. go, I guess. What do you think, James? Um, well, for me, the dangers of pride and recovery um, can be detrimental for me. Um, because it's basically saying that um, I'm making mistakes, but I'm refusing to look at the mistakes. You know what I mean? And uh, that's where step 10 comes into place. And um, if I'm not accepting and uh, acknowledging my own mistakes, then I become stuck. And, um, you know, it's, I, could, I could eventually drink again if I stay stuck. So the point of this program is to, to grow, to grow along spiritual lines and to admit your mistakes as soon as you, you make them. And, um, you know, that's, that's hard for people. That's hard for me. You know, I don't, when I get into a fight or if I do something wrong, um, my old self did not, I would like duck and cover and I didn't do it. I like look around my back to see if anyone saw that, that I did something and, you know, stuff like that. Um, today, I'm, I'm happy to say, you know, like for you know, my first year in recovery, I got a job bartending. And um, I think within the first two months, I, I completely broke one of the computers, turned out to be a $1,200 computer. Um, I, I still, there's a, there's like a bucket of water right by the cords and someone well, I didn't put it there, but I'm not making, but I accidentally spilled water and it got all over the power cord. And, yeah, that sounds um, dangerous. And it, yeah. And, um, you know, there was no one around, like no one around. And I cleaned it up. I cleaned the whole thing up and then still no one even knew anything. And then I was like, I had a decision. I could go and say, oh, this computer's not working. Or I'd say, this is what happened. And I chose to tell my boss that, hey, this is, this is what happened. I, I spilled this. This is how I did it. And um, I think that um, because I did that, you know, the proprietor of my restaurant had a little more respect for, for me that day. And um, <laughs> I, like not even like a year later, I 
there's like the cooler with all the beers and I, I dropped a piece of metal and it cracked the whole outer oh, no. window. Now that was another $500. And there, I mean, that there was, people saw that one. So there was no getting out of that, but because I had already come clean, you know, was, are you, are you then, trying then, to like get back out of work? Like, are you trying to get fired? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is, no, and after this, he was just like, you know, he shook his head, and then he started making jokes. Like, I would come into work, he's like, hey, James, what are you going to bring today? <laughs> I was just like, oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I did all the, you know, I offered to pay for it. He's like, nah, you know, it was a double pane, so at least one half the glass was there. But, you know, you, 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 you admit your mistakes, and I think, yeah, that's what I got, guys. Nice. <laughs> How about you, Des? Well, I'm completely unprepared. I thought the topic was about the civil rights movement. <laughs> no, like do, do we know the definition of pride? Can you look it up on your phone? Yeah, I got, uh, I got it memorized okay. right here. A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated, or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Um. <laughs> I think, like, to start off, I think it's important to differentiate the different types of pride, too, though, you know, because there's the pride of where you're just proud of something you do, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then then there's, like, yeah. false pride and, like, unbridled pride. So it's, it's one thing, like, if you do a good job at something, if you pick up a 30-day chip, if you pick up a year, you know what I'm saying, you accomplish something in your career or you get married, you're allowed to be happy for yourself you're allowed to be proud of yourself for that where pride becomes a problem is when we use those accomplishments or those things to put ourselves above like our fellow man you know above other people or whatever where we think we're better than them you know if i have a three years it doesn't make me any better from that person picking up that 30-day chip you know what i'm saying we can both be proud of what we've done but we got to remind ourselves that we're all equal, that we're all in this together, and that tomorrow I could be picking up that white chip just as easy, you know, or probably easier than picking up the 30 years, you know. Um, and I think that with false pride, we got to we got to watch our ego and our self-centeredness where we're constantly thinking about ourselves and telling us like, oh, I'm so great. I'm this. I've done this. I've done that. I'm this I'm that. And we'll get stuck in our head and we start to believe this stuff to where we're just you know so great of a person and everyone should like us and then when that doesn't happen or whatever it it hurts our ego or like you know it just it becomes a real big problem because it's a it's a form of self-centeredness when you do it that way and then also um i had another point but i forgot it Here's what I was thinking, and you reminded me when you were talking, Dennis, is there is a thin line between being proud and ha having pride and uh, taking credit for what, if you have a spiritual program that is working, uh, you're taking credit instead of actually giving the credit to God, right? And like it's tough it's tough for me because the two things that happen is you're talking about picking up a chip like 
it, it was what maybe a couple months ago that you guys were talking about in like the lead up to when you picked up your three year chip, and we talked about like how great it is that week, da da da, and that feeling. It does. It changes, and you guys can speak on from, you know, picking up the chips month to month, and then the first, second, and third year, but it's still special, you know. But I feel like I'm grateful whenever I get a chip now, if I'm putting in the work. I know like the last couple of years when I had that connection, I'm grateful. I'm like, yeah, this is this many days of me having a connection with my higher power. And that's what I'm proud of. That's the pride that I have. But it also, I have to remind myself not to rest on my laurels because if I'm proud, say you accomplish anything in or, in or out of the program, it doesn't mean that you can't continue. Like if you put together a project or James, if you put together, uh, you know, with graphic design and a logo, something you're really proud of. If you never did another project, never actually did another logo or anything or a drawing, um, then what do you have? You know, you have, you have stuff you did in the past, but you're not actually uh, using that to from what you guys do and what I try to do, I think like You're you know making life other better. point. My other point that I just forgot was like we we can't rest our old loyal our our old laurels with uh, with pride. You know, mm-hmm. like we can be proud of the things we do, but we got to continue to keep going. Like those things that we accomplish or whatever aren't gonna like you know sail us through the rest of our lives we got to continue to do what we do in a sense yeah Yeah. any of that makes sense yeah i I think so yeah and i if i can um i do believe that um you know all of us have spiritual gifts and uh, like dennis is a writer i'm an artist and uh you mike have the gift of gab and because of all this you know spiritual talent you know, it's up to us to really harness it. And um, wait, is our create? Are you saying our creative talents are spiritual talents? The spiritual gifts. Spiritual yes. gifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you know, it's really um, it's up to us to like, you know, do we do it to help people? Do we do it to promote spirituality? Do we do it to do we monetize it? You know, all of these are good questions. But um, it's, I actually bought a book. I don't know where it is now. Oh, it's called The Creative Call. And um, it's an artist's response to the way of the spirit. And I'm going to read it. And I'll let you guys know how it is. It's, it's supposed to like help you um, harness your spiritual gifts and um, tie it in with the spiritual realm. So it's very, it's like a workbook. It's really cool. So, I haven't read it yet because I don't like reading. <laughs> how, how long have you had it? How long have you had the actual book? Uh, two and a half years. But <laughs> two and a half years. That's a lot. That's a long time, man. <laughs> I just, the pain is not great enough yet. <laughs> um, I think I know the answer. No, I, I know the answer to this. I want to go to you, James, to uh, to start this. Yeah. Because we touched on it a little bit, but why is bragging dangerous? And have you caught yourself um, doing it in sobriety? And who's 
like how have you realized that you were bragging? Did somebody have to call you out or, well, you know, did your program just remind <laughs> you that, that that was happening? Well, I got a couple. For me, um, I don't know, like ever since I sat next to Dennis three years ago, I'd always ask him, was that a good share? Was that a good share? And I don't think that's bragging. That's like really asking him, like, was that good? Or did I sound like a complete idiot? You literally asked me after every single time you shared, you you would ask me (laughs) every single time. Well, I I don't, I don't know why, because I care what people think, basically. So that's what it was. What did I I tell you in response to that? I don't remember. It doesn't, oh, what you said is exactly. I said what it you was good because you were talking about your you were talking about your story honestly and currently, so it's good no matter what you say. Yeah, but um, as far as bragging, you know, it could also be what grandiosity or anything. No one likes a bragger. Most people don't like a bragger. I sure don't. Um, you know, but when people, when I gave up alcohol and drugs. Um, I, I didn't instantly get well, if that makes sense. You know, I, I still had all my old behaviors. So, you know, when people come in and they say, you know, I'm sober. Uh, I'm like, I used to do this a lot with my ex. I'd come in and I was like, well, I went to an AA meeting today. And then she's like, so you're still an asshole. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> I, nothing changed. You know, um, I believe, you know, recovery is a process. It's not an event. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that, you know, and like out of the three of us, I think it's, it's safe to say Dennis is the biggest bragger out of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you deal? How do you deal with that? I know it's tough for James and I to deal with you, but like, how do you deal with it, Dennis? Well, I have a story that, like, I'll, I'll touch on that question, but I'm going to say it like... I'm kidding, instance, by the way. This is, it's sarcasm. An instance where I oh, like, oh. Was, was kind of bragging and I didn't realize that I was in a meeting. It wasn't too long ago, I think, that was talking about service. And I was talking about the value of service or whatever. And I, and I just started naming the things that I did, like make coffee, blah, 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 <laughs> all of the positions that I've held. as just an example of, like, service or whatever. And then, like, the person who shared, like, right after me was talking about service as well. And the way it's, like, it's not about telling everyone what service you do or whatever. And I'm, like, it's, like, oh, shit, but I just (laughs) And I don't know if it was directly, like, whatever. I I remember that. I remember Today we had, uh, today was the meeting was actually about service this morning. And I didn't name any of the positions that I, or anything that I've done, except I did talk about coffee because that's a funny story with it or whatever but aren't you proud of them never mind i'm (laughs) um but yeah how do i deal with bragging is i usually i do two things when i wake up in the morning i spend an hour looking in the mirror talking about how great i am and then that way i don't have to do it the rest of the day oh nice and then i surround myself with with paid hype men so when i go around into crowds and stuff they talk about all the good stuff that I do, so I don't have to. You know, and some people call those hype men sponsees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. You, you know how many people just picked up resentment? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But they're kind of like it, right? 
Like they're kind yeah. of the same potentially. I've never had a sponsee that's like hyped me up. Yeah. I don't know. Well, okay, what about the 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 poolside meeting, Dennis? You can that there's so much hype in there. Every single share, well, most shares that are like you don't hear a lot of God. You hear like, oh, my sponsors. You're, you're kind of breaking like, oh, up, I just... but I don't think we should talk smack about a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, uh... but I think in all seriousness, Sunny, I think like I don't typically brag or whatever. I try not to talk. But I think it, it, we run in, you run into the, the problem of like narcissism. You know, if, our, if the, the core of our problem is our self-centeredness and our selfishness, the more we're like talking about ourselves or thinking about ourselves, the more self-centered we, we are. And if we're doing it constantly, if all we ever think about is ourselves, then you're approaching that, that false pride or whatever. You know, the whole purpose of our program is love and service. It's to get outside of ourselves to help other people and do that. And I think it doesn't matter, you know, what we do. You know, like a good friend of ours, Grace, always says, I'm just another bozo on the bus. And that's the truth. It's like we're all here. What we do and what we don't do is kind of irrelevant. It's what we're doing right now. And how are we helping other people, you know? Mm -hmm. I I do think... It's tough. And I'm still, I mean, we're, we're all still learning, you know, and trying to figure this out. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who he actually, I'll, I'll name drop him because he told this story on, I don't know, episode 20 something, uh, Danny, you can go back in and check out Danny M, uh, telling his story. If, if you want to put a uh, story to, uh, to this tale recently, I talked to him about what was going on with me and he said, you know, you have to put the bat down. And I, the last six years was in a relationship with uh, someone that I was, every day was a living immense. And I stopped, I, I, I genuinely stopped wanting any praise for anything, um, but was hoping that it would come back. Like just, just anything. You know, like uh, stepping up in a, a fatherly role for whatever and being like, yeah, take the next week off, you know, that like you have to focus on your work. And it had just got to a part where it was almost unhealthy for me because it was the opposite of bragging. I was like, um, I don't know. It just became... It became a lot over, I would say, five years. And then the last year, I felt like, I'm trying to see how to word it. I felt like that was like missing. Like, we have to like appreciate, you know, the difference between appreciating. Like, I appreciate you guys for what you bring, not only to meetings, but my life outside of that. And if we don't appreciate what we have for the people around us, um, you know, they don't need to brag to do that. You know, like when I share in a meeting, I'll be extremely honest. Um, I don't have that same thing in my head of like, oh, was that a good share? Because and this might come off selfish, but I'm just sharing because that's what's going on with me. And I just got to get it out. So that way, and I know that the best shares, like Dennis was saying about yours, James, is when you're um, genuine, 
real passionate and share something, somebody's going to connect to that because I mean, we know, let's be honest, you go to a meeting, it's open discussion. The majority of people, they're listening to what you're saying, but they're thinking about themselves while you're talking, whether they share or not in that meeting, right? Like, do you, do you guys think about yourselves when other people are sharing at least in a three minute share, at least a couple seconds of everyone? Probably sometimes. I'm usually thinking about like, how does it relate to me? Yeah. I try to actively listen and not think. You know, but it's not I'm not always successful at that, obviously, because something someone says will trigger something. And if I relate to it, I'm playing that game in my head or whatever. Yeah. Or or because of Twitter. I try not to be on Twitter and during a meeting for crying out loud. (laughs) Lately, it's been you texting me in the morning. (laughs) Don't you dare turn this on me. I have to deflect. It's not me. I'm perfect. Okay. I mean, you're not supposed to agree with that. Do you think? Do you think there's any uh, correlation between fear and pride, James? Like, do you see any similarities? Um. Yeah, I absolutely. You know, at first glance, they they seem like total opposites. Um, but uh, pride seems to indicate self-reliance and overinflated ego. Um. And fear is, you know, just the opposite, self-doubt, um, doubt of others, uh, scared about what's to come, circumstances, objects, scared of the past, um, you know, scared of what you've done. Um, and the opposite of these two negatives is, you know, faith and humility. So humility speaks of uh, sweet submission, concern for others and love, right? Uh, and faith speaks of trust, reliance, and a measure of uh, humility as well. So for me, you know, fear is not having God as my one and only. Uh, if I have God first and foremost in my life, I, I will have no fear. And if I'm not going to be prideful if I have God unless if I'm, you know, proud that God is my one and only, uh, if that makes sense at all. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, to me, I think like, I look at it as like talking about the false pride side of it as like a defense mechanism, you know what I'm saying? With like low self-esteem and, and insecurities and stuff like that. Sometimes we put on that mask. If I present myself as this great guy as doing these great things or like these accomplishments and I'm this cool, then people will like me. And if people like me, then maybe that stuff is true. So it's, it's, it's just like all the masks we put on. It's the same as the being the class clown or the life of the party or whatever, you know, we go to the party and we feel out of place. We feel insecure. So we, we put on this act, this thing, this persona or this mask that we think people will like us more. So that's so we do that. We, you know, we put our peacock feathers on and we're like we play this role to be that cool guy. And problem with that is that it's it's fake. And in that fake persona, it, it's going to come to crash down. You know, it always does. It's, it's that foundation built on sand. You know, we we're building our house on, a, you know, a house of cards and it's going to collapse. You know? mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, a big thing for me, and I think it's been that way for a while. And we talked about it in. Do we have an episode on procrastination or something like that? We were All going right. to do one, but then we put it off too long. Oh, that. <laughs> no, we did talk about it procrastination. Was... I'll 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 actually check into that when I have some time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the only way, the only way I feel better, and um, just to to bring it back to like what I'm just going through right now, um, I have. Uh, I guess, I guess you could say like journals, like the, the good days are the bad days. And then I looked at like, you know, at the end of the night, it's kind of like a step 10 of like looking at how I feel if I feel like, cause every day is a good day. Uh, you know, at the very base level, if I don't pick up a drink or a drug as an alcoholic, I know that, that it's a good day. It's success. And then from there, my uh, perfectionism kicks in of like, yeah, but it could be better. Like, how could it be better? And I know my best days are the ones that, yes, I'm not thinking about myself and stuff, but I have to do that action. You know, I can't expect that things are going to go great for me. Uh, I have to put in the work and I have to do what needs to be done. Every day I have a to-do list. I used to actually, even before I got sober, I would make a to-do list of stuff and then just cross out everything I accomplished on the piece of paper and the stuff that I didn't, I would just move over to the next day. And I did this for like five years. Um, and I stopped doing it. I got sober. And then instead, just in my head, I appreciate the stuff that I, I did. But if I don't do that and I just go, you know what? Everything's going to be good today. Fear creeps in immediately. You know, and I, I need to make sure that I, you know, the acronym fear is forgetting that everything is all right and everything is all right as long as I um, do what I can do to the best of my ability. You know, I mean, I don't ever feel better. And I, I, I don't know if this relates on pride, but do you do you guys ever feel better if you actually get nothing done and, and, and don't feel like anything has moved forward? A little I, bit. I've been procrastinating writing a five-page script for a week now. I could probably get it done in an oh, hour no. or two. <laughs> and I literally all week, it's been on the back of my head. Of, I need to do this. I need to do this. So it like it haunts you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, but but Umbrella Academy. <laughs> that right? Exactly. I had to, <laughs> I had to watch it. Like I get it. <laughs> Um, I, I guess it relates to pride as far as, um, like for me, that step 10 makes me feel, uh, proud or having pride, um, at the end. Is there, is there a part of the program that you haven't talked about or, or one that is, uh, first and foremost, um, makes you, I guess, have pride in a healthy way and combat the unhealthiness that can come with it, James? Yeah, you know, for me, I don't know if it's, well, I, I come to my sponsor for uh, whenever I have a question. I heard this in the room, actually. If you have a good idea, uh, go to your sponsor. If you have a great idea, go to his house immediately. Mm-hmm. And because um, a lot of times I think that I have good ideas. But um, as far as um, combating pride or um you know, just trying to stay away from it. the good pride. I like agree with Dennis, you know, it's, it's okay to be proud of a, a nice piece of art 
or um, you know cleaning the garage, and you know, you know you're, you're proud of it. Um, you don't go bragging about it. You can show like, yeah, yeah. But um, for me, uh, step ten, you touched on that, um, or you know, walking step ten, if you will. Like when you're wrong, promptly admit it. And for I get to work on this all the time. Uh, you guys know my wife's in the program, so she will. We were both sick together, but we've grown so much in the past three years by the grace of God. And, um, you know, our lives are very peaceful today. We have a loving nature in the house. And um, when I'm wrong, I'm usually wrong because, you know, I, I said something uh, that I was going to do and I didn't do it. So, you know, or I heard something or I thought I heard something, agreed to something. And when I, I'm, when I'm asked about it, I have no idea what, so that comes back to like um, active listening. I really need to start listening. But um, yeah, step 10 is definitely where I would focus on. Um, you know, just being humble enough to admit you're wrong. I, I, while, while you were sharing, I was thinking that like, we've done this whole podcast on pride and we've talked about, you know, movies and television and all of this stuff, but we haven't mentioned humility once. And then you just mentioned humility, you know, and I think the humility is the part that get, keeps it in check, you know, and as far as the steps go, I think like step one, you know, how much more humble can you be to admit that your life is in shambles and you need help, you know? So I think that like revisiting step one, over and over again yeah. keeps that humility which keeps our our false pride in check but then also as far as the good pride to me it's it's step 12 service to others the more we're outside of ourselves and the more help that we can provide for other people's or at least for me the better i feel mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i feel like i'm useful that i'm making a difference you know and i think that's a good pride i don't you can't allow it to get your head big or whatever like that but it's it's to me that feeling is yeah. is deeper, more real than like getting a new car or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's not tangible. That's that's fleeting. Like this is like uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's that it's that good pride of like like watching someone grow to become a better person, just like I have. And that my friends around me see in me, you know, to be able to see that in other people and be a part of that is it's a miracle. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, I thought of something else, um, you know, also when you when you share in meetings and when you tell the group not, you know, like not a whiny crybaby, but when you share what's going on with you at a gut level and it's very personal, I think that can be very um humiliating not humiliating what's the word i'm looking for humbling. Um, humble yeah. humbling yes <laughs> it can be humiliating sometimes but um you know that i think you know pride goes out the door when you do that when you like trust what you're going through with a group of people um there's something you know very powerful about that i think what we do on a weekly basis with this podcast you know, we can be proud of this, but we're sharing our experiences, you know, our strength and, and our hope 
what we've been through to help other people. So I think that's, uh, you know, and we don't collect any money for it. This is what we give our time so we can help others. We have fun doing it, but in, in the, in the long run, we're, we're trying to do a good thing here. Isn't it a little bit ironic? The fact that like, I, you know, I shared, uh, I guess it was a couple of days ago, a Saturday meeting, like having a really tough time staying in the day and not projecting. And it was really honest. And because uh, it's a it's a real tough time that I, I'm going through and every once in a while, something will stick in my head and I'll just break down. And it's funny how showing that right now I feel really weak at some moments. The people in the rooms after are like, wow, you showed so much strength like sharing that and it's like the the polar opposites and i'm grateful to have that you know i because there's many ways i mean i can share with friends and everything else but i don't know like unless you actually get a chance to see that in you know depending on what meetings if you're listening to this you go to on average there's usually if it's an open discussion there's at least one share out of that bunch of somebody yeah, especially if it's a newcomer meeting of somebody that's really going through a terrible time and that honesty of like, yeah. just things are not good. And it does show other people that uh, the program works because then you, it, it, I recoil back to the early days and go, wow, like I'm glad I'm not there. And there's people that are going through different struggles that the three of us might be going through. Um, and if we share it in a meeting, they're like, wow, I'm glad I'm not there. Here's what worked for me. And that's some of the magic of it, you know? Yeah. But I think like how you just mentioned with the weakness and the strength and stuff. And I think it goes back to like that old mentality that a lot of people have of this idea of like, strength you know what i'm saying you never cry you never admit wrong you never do any of that kind of stuff and it's a again it's a false pride it's not reality it's not true the fact is is that we are human and we all have like these bad emotions and stuff and we all have life problems that we go through and when we shove those down inside and pretend like everything's all right and we're all strong because we're not letting it get to us it eats away at us and to show vulnerability, to, to be able to cry. You know, there's a Nirvana song where he talks about, like, he learned to cry like a real man, you know. And, and it's in that vulnerability, being opening yourself up for, like, judgment or criticism or whatever, like, things that aren't even going to come. But, like, that is strength. You know what I'm saying? If you can, like, when you're sad and you can cry and you can tell someone you're sad and like get through it for one, you're going to get through it because of that. But that's the strongest you can possibly be in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts, James? Um, I'm just uh, proud of you guys. I'm proud of how far you've come and I'm proud of this podcast and I'm proud of my kids. Yeah. I'm proud of you, James. I used to be. (laughs) (laughs) And then he spoke. I I appreciate you guys. Uh, It's an absolute pleasure hanging out with you. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 49 
where the defective character is entirely ready to have these character defects removed. Remember, we're just another bozo on the bus. And we'll see you next time. You, you were supposed to end this with, all right, let's put a rainbow on this. Let's put a rainbow on Pride. Let's, let's close it up and we'll see you next week, right? <laughs>